0: You're listening to The A-Game, an adcom podcast chronicling the week in media, technology, and agency life, featuring Joel Hammond, Jim Ganser, and Jeff Culleton.
1: Apple makes a statement, Facebook baffles investors, and Shutterstock catches fire. Who won the week? Some guy from New Jersey. We talk about it next. You're listening to The A-Game. Each week, we bring together experts representing core areas of our ad business to get their take on what's trending in the world of media and marketing. What you get is a 360 view of the topics you need to know about. My name is Jim Ganser. Joining me this week to talk marketing technology and trends is Jeff Culliton. Ahoy, ploy. Representing social media and influencer marketing, Mr. Joel Hammond. Present. <laughs> She's the brains behind our programmatic strategy, Morgan Rooks.
0: Good morning, campers. And don't forget your booties because it's cold out there today.
1: Zane. What's that from? One day short of Groundhog Day. Thank you. And we don't record. It's a very TV. timely Those Morgan. Ned, Ned the head.
2: Come oh, I'm on, ready. buddy.
0: Groundhog Day is like, uh, it's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, dad. Um, but yeah, it's also the day where I just quote that movie. Now,
2: it's so. Morgan's Woodstock. It's a really good movie. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: But we should, well, we sort of missed that. We should have just talked about Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can do it next week I will and, try and then the week <laughs> after and then the week after. Joel,
0: I will try to loop in as many Groundhog Day references as possible. Please do. Great film.
1: Yeah. I think I think everybody would appreciate that. Uh so we are officially one month into the calendar year. Today is February 1st. So, so far so good. I think it's been a productive year. There's a lot going on and we are on the cusp of the Super Bowl or as people in the ad business like to refer to it as the big game. Um, So there's, there's a lot of activity and there's a lot of chatter this week, but uh, there seems to be a little bit more chatter than usual uh, in terms of, of watching what's trending in marketing, and one of the things that kind of popped to the top this week was Apple. Um, Apple actually put the brakes on uh, some some heavy hitters within the tech industry, Facebook and Apple. But here's the story. We're gonna I'll I'll kind of lay it out, and then we'll we'll go around the room and we'll kind of talk about this. But it kind of gets to a bigger topic of uh, there's this uh, taking for granted of some of the tools and technologies that not only individuals are using, but businesses are using, and there is an underlying power that we don't really talk about. And there's really four core sources of power uh, within tech, and it's Apple, Facebook, Google, and Amazon. But this is kind of the backdrop for that. This is one of those times where, where Tim Cook put his money where his mouth was. So the quick story here is Facebook took a program designed to let businesses internally test their own app and used it to monitor um, just about everything a user did on their phone. So the interesting thing about this is it's not the first time that this has happened. They actually got their hands slapped back in August. And Tim Cook has been an ardent defender of um, people's personal data. And this just gives Facebook another, I mean, how many black eyes can somebody have? There's only so many eyes. Um, we'll get to that later. On a face, <laughs> yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but we'll get there. But um, they, Apple essentially put the brakes on all the apps that Facebook was using for internal purposes within their teams to let them know that they can basically take away their um, their technologies if they feel like it. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, you know, the the hip young millennials waiting for their Facebook buses didn't know when it was going to arrive. And God knows what they're serving in the cafeteria today. You know, so productivity went down into the dumpster. But more than anything, Apple comes away being able to show Facebook, hey, if you're not going to play by our rules, we can block what you're doing. So it's an interesting power move. Jeff, what was your take when, when you actually read about this?
3: I think the interesting thing to me about is this actually came in a week where Apple had significantly negative news surrounding the share price. Share price has dropped 30% in the last. Now, Apple goes through fluctuations and they're much more um, susceptible to international market regulation, like what happened to them in Germany. Uh, where they were forced, and in China, where they go through patent lawsuits all the time, and in Germany, where they were forced to stop selling certain versions of the iPhone. There's a larger microscope on them than anybody. And honestly, to tell you the truth, I still haven't, I, I still haven't, I don't know how I feel about this, because on one hand, I look at it and I say, this feels a little reactionary by Tim Cook. Like, hey, market, we're still... The ardent supporter—that's the second time we've used ardent in this conversation. Mm. Supporter of freedom of—is that a we? Did we? Yeah, you used it once. Really? Yeah, me and you. Oh, it's, it's not that the, it's royal. the royal; it's a royal. Um, you know, market consumer whom they're really trying to appeal to. Uh, even though we've seen a stock dip, um, our core values are our core values. Um, and then you know that's that's kind of the cynical PR spin of it, or is it really like, hey, these are our core values. So when push comes to shove, I, there's these, these big four, and, and I think a lot of people even start to uh, rope Netflix into that, um, these big four are so large that in, in a room that's not, not big enough, so there's friction points, that happen uh, kind of all over the place, and you see, I think it's interesting. Like with Facebook, you know, obviously Google tried to replicate their model with Google Plus, and it didn't work. You know, other people have tried to make phones and devices, and each one of them have their core capability. Um, but I, I just think that these kind of frictions with the size of the companies they are and the number of users that they have are bound to happen. And I just think it's, I think it's the growing pains of the market. I don't look at it and say. This is a major shift on anything at the moment. That's my personal opinion. Um, All opinions here are my personal opinion, not the opinions of actors. They don't represent (laughs) the opinions of employers. Is this your Twitter bio?
2: The cynic in you would say... the the timing is poetic right so apple made a big deal at ces if you remember they hung that billboard outside the convention hall about hey our data is safe and then this week of course came the news that oh there's a bug in my phone where if i facetime or somebody facetimes me they can hear the microphone on my end right so the little the the timing is uh a little funny of them kind of cracking down on facebook but you know you could look at it another way too like look this these are the These are the terms of play, right? You you know, if you're Facebook or if you're if you're, uh, uh, I don't know, name app Y or app, app Z, you know, I think they're they're trying to replicate a uniform policy, but but. At what cost? Like, what, what, do you really want to make these guys mad? I don't know.
3: Can I ask you a quick question? Actually, this is probably a good Morgan question. So you, you, it's not the thread of the conversation, but uh, you saw uh, what Joel was talking about at CES with this kind of playful yet very, very public advertising against your frenemy. You know, how do you feel about that? How do you think that plays when these large brands kind of poke at each other in very public forums?
0: Um, I think if it's done in you know playful, good taste way, uh, it definitely generates some some chatter, which is you know always great. And um, I think there's a fine line of how how you put your message out there, but I don't think it's like off the table. Okay. I think with Apple, I see that they're just really trying to separate themselves from Facebook and Google and Amazon. While while those three are. You know, they're going for data, they're going for bringing in audiences, they're going for bringing in ad dollars. I feel like Apple is actively taking a stance and moving away from that and saying, hey, we're not like these guys. Don't group us like these guys. We don't want your data. We're just here to provide you with technology that's going to make your lives better.
3: That's interesting. That's a, a very interesting kind of way to look at As Google, Facebook, and Amazon are likely of those four the most trying to eat each other's lunch over the next 10 years. Hmm.
2: Except when Hot take Morgan a bug acts. surfaces and I can listen in at Morgan's house via FaceTime. You know. Did you try? No. So I mean, Joel, with anybody? To, like... Not
3: just Morgan. Did you try with anybody? <laughs> nobody. Absolutely no. You sure? Yes. Not an ex-girlfriend? Nope. Okay.
0: You don't have uh, to like, sneak. If you just want to call me, I'll sure. just leave you yeah, on I the speakerphone okay. and <laughs> just on my life. Just,
3: yeah. Get a Facebook <clears> portal <throat> in your house. Yeah, we can
2: just talk. Yeah, which yeah. Like I'm becoming
3: people. more bullish on. Are you? Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm starting to get very, very bullish on larger scale video technology in a home um, that has uh, back and forth video capability. I started to get very interested in this with Amazon's show um, because I think while search... Uh, normal tactile uh, text search is going to be around. I think that voice search has obviously come and usurped a lot of that market. And I think uh, visual search, uh, which we've talked about before um, a handful of times, is going to become a second piece of that. And if it's all about connecting, really, if you want to think the most altruistic point of it, if it's all about connecting, my family doesn't live here. Your family doesn't live here. Some of your family doesn't live here. We all have family that's... There's something extremely emotional and powerful about having a larger scale device in a home that can make you feel like you're closer to your family. Just like live broadcast, my living room. To, to Absolutely, my all day. What if Thanksgiving? You couldn't get home for Thanksgiving. One of the the kids were sick. Yeah, but you really wanted to be there, and sure. something like that could make you feel more a part of it. There's that's something powerful.
1: Mm-hmm. Or you could use your phone.
3: Yeah, but it's not. It's annoying to walk around with your phone like this, looking at everybody. If it's just sitting there, think about it. You roll it up to the table. Your Facebook portal is sitting at the table. Jim's laughing. Victim, laugh. of like, Victim of marketing. Victim
1: of marketing. Oh, Jeff Colton. Oh boy. Oh. Oh boy.
2: Oh. <laughs> they got him. They they you really <laughs> they got him on the hook. Now they're just reeling him in. You just no. Yeah, I'm, but I'm
1: I'm the easiest target ever. I love new stuff. I kid. But there is something appealing to it, so it it's silly because you feel like you've got all these bells and whistles and tools available to do these types of things, but at the same time it, it feels more personal. But I think that's really the creative director at the ad agency that's putting together the concept. Uh, we should hire him. Yeah. Or her. I mean, why not? Why not? Advertising works. Advertising works. Uh, The thing that's interesting about this story to me is not the actions that were taken or the chest beating. I think it's the underlying fact that there is so much power yielded by the four that we talked about. Think about it. Apple controls our phones, or at least a majority of phones. I mean, people are primarily using apps that are running on iOS. And this is a good shout out moment. Um, You could actually get a game through iTunes. So click subscribe if you're listening right now. Uh, Facebook controls our access to people. Google controls access to information. And then, when you look at Amazon, we're talking about goods, and we're talking about software services. So, who has the most power? In in your opinion, Jeff, who carries the most weight here?
3: So today, or in the future? Because I think those two things could very much shift. So, in my personal opinion, the the one that carries the most power right now is Apple. And I think Apple carries the most power because they, you know, they've created a device that not only changed the way that we communicate, but has created an addiction and everything else has to piggyback off of that. Um, I think Amazon has the ability to be that in the future um, because of ubiquity, because they are, they're starting to to hit you in all of the places that maybe a device is not, and hey, they're a device manufacturer as well, but their level of bringing convenience to customers and consequently the way they're gonna be able to personalize to you in the future could make the device you be completely irrelevant uh, and already in some ways has made the device completely irrelevant, but I think it's Apple right now. I've said many a times, I think Google is the most vulnerable of those four because search is, is going to change. So much of their revenue comes from paid advertising, and I think that that gives them a, a very high risk profile.
1: You know, uh, Morgan actually penned the theme of the week this week, which She's is all so about good. knowledge. Dead. And knowledge is power when acted upon, right? So information, Google controls information flow currently, but until you do something with it, it I mean, it's really powerless. It's mm-hmm. just – it's a, it's an idol, a false idol. Morgan, what do you think? Uh, when you talk about the four and who yields the most power, think about it from not only just business but your world as well. Like if somebody were to pump the brakes on you between the big four, which one would hurt the worst?
0: Ooh, that's uh, it's difficult. I'm, I think from uh – Digital advertising perspective from looking at data, you know Google and Facebook are those are huge players, um, and I agree with Jeff that Amazon is gaining speed rapidly, and I and they're going to be a huge player in all spaces. So that'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. But um, Google and Facebook have so much data; they're the they're walled gardens, so we can't access the data outside of those um, those platforms and. They, you know, they they do churn results. So I hesitate to say which one is more necessary. I think it depends on your strategy. I think it depends on your KPI.
2: Joel, what do you think? Yeah, personally, it, it would be Apple for me. Just from what I what I, but I think generally it was interesting that Jeff didn't mention Facebook at all, which I thought Jeff's reasoning was was solid. But again, like Morgan said, from a business perspective, Facebook is still a huge player, right? They they own so much. Um, uh, control over what we do, what advertisers do, and what people do as well. But it's not, you know, Jeff. Jeff's usage of the word ubiquity was, was key because it's not quite as um, ubiquitous as, as mm-hmm. Google and Amazon.
1: Yeah. And actually, Facebook had a really good week, uh, despite the fact that they've got nothing but negative press. Like, it seems like every week that passes, there's another story that comes out about them just doing horrible things uh, with people's data and just you know, consumer confidence should be all time low, but um, roll out, roll out the. Uh, the let sales me let me say numbers. something. And this goes back to that.
3: Yeah. one of the reasons I think Facebook as a platform is not to blame. Facebook's leadership are the are the reason for suspect press, suspect activity, and that to me is also one of the reasons that their vulnerability is a little bit high, is because. You get into these scenarios we saw it with elon musk earlier or excuse me last year midway through last year when you're so inextricably tied to a name the fail points on that are massive and somebody like elon musk could take down tesla could take down spacex could take down whatever i'm not saying mark zuckerberg with like you know would take down facebook it's still from an advertising perspective the greatest targeting mechanism we have but I, I'm, I'm just so nervous about companies that just the weight lies so much on one person.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Because, I mean, if you think about the platform, the platform works for consumers. The platform works for marketers. I mean, they just released um, their numbers, and, and they're by far exceeding expectations in terms of revenue numbers, in terms of um, user growth, um, and the thing that's really interesting is they're not only growing uh, new users and daily users on Facebook, but they're actually monetizing them to a greater extent. So Facebook continues to trend up. You know, we, we use the too big to fail. They continue to grow. Um, and I think it really is, you know, maybe it's a swap out at the top with regard to leadership. Maybe they could rebound. But by all means, this is a very, very powerful company. Did um, we
3: talk about, can I go ahead, Morgan, if you... I've got hot takes just like coming out my ears Oh, right my now. gosh. Wow. Oh, boy.
0: Um, so not to, you know, put water on your flames over there, but I think the <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing that I find about the Apple stance with, um, you know, we're going to protect your data, um, all of that kind of stuff, is something that I've mentioned before and something that I continually think about is mm-hmm. are people really that concerned about data breaches, about privacy breaches? Nope. Because we're not seeing them leave Facebook We're not seeing them shift to Safari, which was one of the first uh, browsers. They didn't leave Target. To, you know, start blocking ads, to start blocking cookies. Like, I don't know if people necessarily care as much as the media would lead you to believe.
3: You know what people do when a breach happens? They change their password. They do not change their behavior. The only way people change behavior is money physically comes out of your account, and that virtually never, ever happens. Right.
0: Yeah. So, you know, is Google making this, or not sorry, Google, is Apple making the stance really going to impact their bottom line? Are people really going to care if their iPhones are more secure? They're just going to care it's an iPhone, in my opinion.
1: She's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, They're wrong. Speaking about money coming out of accounts, uh, <laughs> one of the things that. <laughs> what a segue. That was really one good. One of the bro. stories that, that got a mm-hmm. lot of press over the past week, and, and this isn't a new story. But it comes on the heels of two documentaries that were um, published through Netflix and Hulu around Fire Festival, and this is a cautionary tale. I'm just
2: giggling. I'm the, sorry. The the, the, the powers are so good.
1: <laughs> the powers of influencer marketing and how you know so many people say, oh, th- this isn't measurable. This doesn't work. Uh, but we we essentially have a situation in which two different documentaries go in depth to cover off on the story of this essentially a, a fake festival that was all fueled through the sizzle of like a uh, social media influencer marketing feed. Blink 182. Blink 182 headliner. <laughs> uh, but obviously anybody that's that's watched this uh, has seen that the inner workings of this was just like millennial Bernie Madoff story gone <sighs> that's wrong. That's a great point. Which is Incredible, And there's been so much press around this and there's so many people that are being sued specifically on the influencer marketing side. But rather than digging into what everybody else is talking about, what we found really interesting is Shutterstock actually took an opportunity to capitalize on the moment in a a branded authentic way that was timely. Joel, uh, since this is more of a social story, uh, what did, what was your take on what what shutterstock did um, kind of walk us through it and, and tell us what you like about it
2: yeah I loved it and we'll we'll tweet the video uh, at at the adcom group as well so everybody can see what shutterstock did but basically what they did was capitalize on the on the uh, uh, trendy topic of this fire festival dock and and took some of their footage from some uh, some island area who knows if it was the Bahamas or not but took their own really cool uh, um, stock footage and the message was, hey, this is this our our stuff is real, unlike unlike Fire Festival, right? It was brilliant. I am I, I love this sort of thing where, again, we've talked about it before, and I've poo pooed and naysayed about people these these experts on Twitter that say, oh, your brand can't get involved in anything that's trending. That that's not serving your audience, and that's not serving your your brand, and you know, there's no reason for you to be involved with everything. And to a certain extent, that's true. But I I love when uh, brands know are comfortable with their voice with their approach and are willing to jump into this sort of uh, trending topic issue when, when, the, when the situation fits. And so uh, really cool stuff from, from Shutterstock and took, took advantage of really the absurdity. I don't know how else you would describe this fire. If you haven't seen these documentaries, you have to watch them, they are amazing and they're hilarious and I just, I'm just i just like giggling, thinking about them, I, I'm gonna have to go watch it again. But often when, when brands get involved in these conversations, these trending conversations, they are like an absurd thing going on, right? So, Fire Festival, I'm trying to, there was uh, uh, IHOB, you know, I'm trying to think of, of recent ones where, okay, this is a really absurd thing, how can we have fun, not stray too far from our message and uh, really good stuff and like I said, we'll tweet that from the AdCom, at the AdCom group so you guys can, uh, listeners can, can watch the video.
1: Yeah, and this was Shot for Shot, the promotional video that they released for Fire Festival, but swapping out all the imagery with Shutterstock imagery, which was brilliant, and it was really well done. Um, It's easy to swap out a logo in the moment, but to actually reproduce with that type of quality not only speaks to the creativity, but the quality of the product, which is very difficult to do. So finding ways to pick your battles rather than just jumping into every social moment. That's the kicker. Is critical. So that's how you stand out. And maybe a bunch of ad nerds will, you know, stand up and applaud for it. And maybe a lot of people won't realize it. But this is the type of thing that actually cuts through the clutter. And that's the thing that we liked about it the most.
3: And kudos to the one or two or handful of people that not only saw the thing, but executed. it. Great ideas happen all the We see great ideas all the time. The execution is worshipped. Door quote. Door quote. And uh, they, God, they did a nice job. You really, like, I mean, the quality of it is the thing that sets it apart. They could have half-assed it, and they didn't. I loved it.
1: You got to love it when when ads elevate, and it makes you feel good about what you do. Not that we don't feel good about what we do, but, you know, there's a lot of bad ads out there. Uh, but speaking of great ads, <laughs> and this is, <laughs> I, will, I will say that I, I elevated this one, and there hasn't been a ton of social media chatter about it, but... When I talk about you know ads that stand out during Super Bowl week, I'm actually pointing to a newspaper ad, right? <laughs> because this one spoke to me literally. Uh, there was a full-page ad in the Wall Street Journal yesterday, uh, the 31st of January, that was a full-page letter, which was a gripe. It was just like a, hey, you know, I, I keep seeing information online people want to hear what I think people are posting on the back of trucks how am I driving well I'm going to take out an ad in the Wall Street Journal and I'm going to give you a little something about what I think about because I feel like when I tweet at you when I leave a voicemail when I call your hotline I feel like people don't get it so let's try this and this guy Nick Vitale from Milltown New Jersey went on a rant in a full page ad in the Wall Street Journal And he covered topics such as air travel, ride-sharing services, cable companies, gas stations, cheeseburgers. He talked about (sighs) cheeseburgers. How could you gripe? Delicious. Oh, yeah. I mean, he— now It was a fair gripe. Yeah, it was a really fair fair gripe. It was a fair gripe. gripe. And he, he actually threw out some kudos as well. So when we're talking about, you know, everything from the doohickeys on the back of your phones that you can, you know, basically do selfies with, loves it. Mm-hmm. and all the way down to... You're talking about a pop socket? Pop socket. Yeah. yeah. But, okay. Well, he referred to it's it a as a doohickey, socket. so I was doing sure. him a little... doing him a little I like that he there. did doohickey. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. It's, yeah, it's, it's authentic. And he, he goes down to hotel chains, and I think I share his passion for this. The hotel hotel chains that give you the options for free breakfast, but allow you to make your own waffles, oh, spot on. I mean, that those are the tiny touches that make the difference. And... It is absolutely hilarious we'll We'll definitely tweet this one out uh, take a look at it. I think it's one of those times where where advertising actually breaks
2: through can i we, so, we got to figure out we got we, gotta, how we much? should we should have this guy we got to have this guy on the on the show like wh- what is it we, we found is he a contractor or something like that um
0: Joel, I'm not really comfortable with sharing how I google people. Oh. But,
2: <laughs> <laughs> If oh, I mean, I, okay, um, I Google him and found him. And he you.
0: may be someone who owns a contracting company in was, New Jersey.
1: So, Morgan, oh, this how could much be a does something science. like this cost.
0: Oh, actually, I don't buy print. James?
1: Oh, uh, this, this is easily a, a six figure <laughs> total. We're talking wow, about huge so circulation. Angry. This is the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. yeah. And it's a full page ad. I've so, never heard of it, but it sounds reputable. Yeah. It's, it's easily $100,000. <laughs> I'd say somewhere in the neighborhood of eighty five to $100,000 maybe he gets a discount for creativity yeah maybe maybe he knows somebody maybe he yeah. bought a series of them sure. oh god <laughs> <laughs> this could you, you imagine this? maybe he got a bulk discount <laughs> oh
2: god he bought 19 it was brilliant it we was... got to figure out what the motivation was what he's trying to do like is he trying he's to celebrate in festivus festivus is december yeah, 20th festivus there. is oh, way oh. over i'm sorry Just late festivus
1: well, here's to you, Nick Vitell. You've you've broken through on Super Bowl week. Um, he did something even Gillette couldn't do. You think he's any relation to Dick Vitell? You think he's a PTPer? Oh, he could be. <laughs>
2: well, the ad was it was a, awesome a, with the cowboy. Yeah, yeah words, he was so. a PTPer. Yeah, yeah.
0: Can I well. just say, there's so much opportunity here for brands to to respond to this, to mm. make this a conversation. And if someone doesn't jump on Full it, circle. like Morgan it is drops. a complete. Like wasted opportunity, like hotel chains, cheeseburger, like Wendy's, whoever. Somebody needs to jump on this and respond.
2: That's actually cause it's um, on fire. A great point. And after we're done recording, I'm going to go down and re-review Recommend it that to and, somebody and, and think about from our from our client uh, perspective. Hey, what uh, what are the opportunities here? Oh man, it it's such a funny ad. Let me ask you this, to to tie the strings together. What do you think Nick Vital thinks of the Fire Festival? documentary and the whole festival is we we, that is a question we have to find out well
1: nick vital is not one to you know pull back on his gripes so chances are he didn't purchase a wristband or (laughs) you know
2: although he's got the money to buy this ad maybe he was maybe he did go to the fire festival
1: oh my god
0: maybe he was a celebrity in an emergency Mm.
1: yeah but hey uh Lots of great topics this week. Uh, Appreciate everybody for coming together and taking another turn uh, on the A-game. And that's gonna be it for this week. But we wanna hear your opinion, so make sure you message us on Twitter, LinkedIn, or Facebook at the AdCom Group. Once again, the best way to find out about what's going on at AdCom is through the Instagram channel. Uh, So make sure that you find us there. And if you simply wanna get more information from us, click subscribe it's super easy we'll show up in your feed every week uh, just in time for the weekend apple stitcher soundcloud you know how you listen while you're at it rate the program have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next week